very nicely to put the Switchblade down. Poggy, that is not one of your fetch toys. You were snooping in the lost and found, weren't you? We don't take from the lost and found. We keep it and then have a jumble sale at the end of the year. Or it becomes re-gifts for the white elephant. So put the Switchblade down and you can have a nice fireplace poker I've been saving for you. <sighs> so that's one minor crisis averted for the day. If only the others were so easily managed. I didn't think I would ever say this, but I think the power of Grayskull and Nana might get along? I doubt he intended to hold us at knife point. And yet, we have been held at knife point. I'm sure everyone goes through some initial troubles in training their pet. Chewing on furniture, digging holes, clawing the curtains, that sort of thing. Oh yeah, I did mean to tell you. The curtains in the library have somehow been turned into a flock of hummingbirds. I wasn't sure if you'd want me to open a window or something, so I left them. But my first edition of the Pokey Little Puppy is in there! What? It's a collector's item! Well, if it doesn't look like a flower, I think you're okay. Fine. I'll have Merman go open a window. Merman! Uh, yes, your evil- <laughs> Sorry? Uh, yes, your, um, okayness? Still not ready to wear the mantle of good full-time? I would need to be wearing it at all for that to be the case. Says the guy who made everyone at the roller disco charity thing cry when you sang Dancing Queen. I think you're wearing that mantle 24-7 whether you want to or not. No, it's just... It's just until He-Man shapes up and flies right. I'm not going to let him take the glory of evil and leave me with nothing. I am going to outshine him in every single way until he gives up and admits that I am superior at both evil and good. Not because I excel at good, you understand. It's just a product of how extraordinarily talented I am in all arenas. It's a burden, really. Uh, did you want something? Yes, go open the window in the libraries and shoo the curtains outside. The curtains? Oh, that's what the hummingbirds used to be. Okay, that makes sense. For a minute, I thought maybe Poggy had gotten a hold of the encyclopedia set. I couldn't figure out why the encyclopedias would turn into hummingbirds. That just seemed ridiculous. Obviously, they'd turn into capybara. Except for the O volume. Between the ocelots and the owls in there, that book is way too predatory to be a rodent. Well, see to it that all the encyclopedias remain well out of reach of any tiny, all-powerful mouths that might deign to chew on them and transform them into anything else that needs dealing with. Can do. Oh, and, uh, make sure you're done by 6.30. I need to use the studio. Oh, yes. For your podcast. Because you are a podcaster now. Just like you are a dictator of an underwater kingdom. Well, it's less of a kingdom and more of a vast aquatic empire that I rule with an iron fin. Right, fine. I'll be up by 6 for you to use the studio. If I find one single cable out of place, though... I know, I know. You'll politely let me know and then ask me to please be more mindful in the future. Ugh. Why is that more upsetting to you than being yelled at? You just sound so sincere. It's unsettling. Okay, I'll go deal with the library. Happy recording. With me around, it's always a cause for celebration. Ahem. Hello, pod fans. This is Garden Pots with Skeletor. The gardening podcast that delivers pearls of gardening wisdom with such luster that one can barely stand to behold them, such as their magnificence. 
Do you have plant particulars causing you trouble? Of course you do. You are but human. I, on the other hand, am a plant patriarch towering above all. Mm, that is too close to plant daddy, which is to say anywhere near that at all. Take it again. I am the father to my plants. And mother. And non-binary parental figure. I am all caregiving roles to my plants. Why should I not be plant daddy? No. Is this an interwebs thing? Yes. Is it a cool interwebs thing? Unless you're going to start posting topless photos of you gardening, then no. Oh god, I guess you already kind of do by default? Look, I'm just warning you, if you go down the daddy path, you can't turn back. It's going to be a thing, and people might want merch, and it's just... Do you really want your face in a mug that says plant daddy? Can you live with that? Because I'm not sure I can. Savor this. I'm not going to say it often. But you may be right. Daddy is for the childish and unserious plant caregiver. I'm going to make hashtag plant patriarch happen. One, no, stop it. Two, you can't just make something happen on the internet. I can and will! Hashtag plant patriarch listeners, feel the awe and reverence. And what else you may be feeling is warmth from the sun's rays, depending on your planet, of course. But statistically, some of you are likely experiencing late summer, and that is a time to prepare your autumnal planting. This brings me to our plant of the episode. Beets! Beets want warm days and gently cooled off nights. You really don't want your daytime temperature to be much higher than 70 degrees, so keep an eye on the forecast and be ready to plant when the temperature is favorable. But who wants to eat beets? Anyone with a sense of taste and an eye for a composed salad? They taste like dirt. Ah, not so. Beets grown in late summer and early fall are often sweeter. And if you're eating regular beets instead of golden beets or other more flavorsome varieties, then of course you're going to be disappointed. Hmm. The Kyoja beet is kind of pretty, I guess. It is the Monet of beets. And that it's overrated, and it would save time if Prince of it were sold at campus bookstores as part of a two-pack with a fake distressed wood sign that has puns about drinking wine on it? No. And if you have criticisms about the decor in the guest room, I would prefer you put them in the suggestion box. The one that leads directly to the incinerator. Yes. Much like my whimsical, this bottle of Merlot is empty, somebody get me a cab, sign, the Kyoja is a true masterpiece. If you wish to turn any salad into a work of staggering beauty, the Kyoja can render such things possible. I just said it was pretty. I'm not ready to hang it in a museum. More fool you. Beets like cooler weather, so you're aiming for late summer to early fall planting. You want them harvested before the first frost date in your area, so plant at least 45 to 65 days before that date arrives. The harvest time will vary depending on the beet in question, but 45 to 65 days covers the range and means that your beets should be a respectable 3 inches wide when uprooted. Can you leave them in longer for mega beets? Yes, they will continue to grow in size, but the taproot becomes woody and unpleasant for eating, so if you intend to enjoy the beets you have raised, you must harvest appropriately. If you're starting from seeds, you'll put several seeds together, half an inch deep, into the soil. They don't require a large space between them, so you're fine to put another cluster of seeds every two inches. If you're doing more than one row of beets, keep your rows at least one foot apart. Do not let the soil dry out while you're waiting for the seedlings to emerge. You may need to employ row covers or damp burlap until the seedlings emerge, which could happen in 5 days, or as many as 14 days. 
Once they're sprouted, you can water very deeply three to four times per week, depending on how wet or dry your weather is. Water the soil and do not dampen the leaves. Watering from above is a waste of water and can harm your plant, so a longer water wand you can aim directly at the soil is going to be far more helpful. This is sounding time-consuming. Fruits and vegetables are primarily water. If you fail to water them as they need, then you might as well not have a garden at all. Besides, you can put on a podcast while you water, or call a friend for a chat. Maybe just sit with your thoughts. Consider your life and take stock. The relationships in it. Where are you going? What you truly want. A lot of feelings, huh? What? No. No, nothing like that. You know, just idle musings. Nothing important. Idle musings that are not soul-defining in any way whatsoever. Well, now I'm afraid to water anything ever again. Be afraid that if you water poorly, that I will hunt you down and see to it that you receive thorough and easy-to-understand instructions to correct any misapprehensions you might have about the intricacies of watering, which are perfectly normal and something any gardener might struggle with. Ahem. So, once you've nurtured your beets through their growing season, you can gently uproot them, brush them off, and store them in your refrigerator for five to seven days. That's it? Well, if you're doing it the easy way, yes. Cut off the beet greens and tightly seal your beets in a resealable plastic bag before putting them in the refrigerator to get three weeks out of your beets. The beet greens can be rinsed and sautéed, or thrown into soups and stews as a hearty leafy green. Of course, if you are sensible and have a root cellar, then the shelf life of your beets will be considerably longer. You can easily make one with a large tub or bucket full of sand, peat moss, or sawdust. Bury your beets in it so that they are not touching, and ensure that they are completely hidden from sunlight. Loosely put a lid over your impromptu root cellar, and keep it just slightly damp. Check occasionally for rotting beets, as they will encourage similarly disobedient behavior in your other beets. Peer pressure, huh? More like microorganisms and dampness. But if you prefer to imagine a beet wearing a leather jacket and sunglasses, I have neither the time nor inclination to stop you. Ooh, good doodle idea. And while you're indulging in the frivolity of drawing renegade root vegetables instead of diligently watching my levels, I suppose you just want me to continue podcasting without a care, do you? Yep, that's perfect. Do you feel like a beat would have a mohawk or, like, long biker hair? Liberty spikes, obviously. Now, will it kill Beast Man? The Bay Laurel. Perhaps you are of a mind to stop purchasing some of your herbs from the store and have decided to grow your own indoors that you may access the subtle earthiness of the bay leaf at any time of year. The bay laurel is easy to grow indoors and tolerates partial shade but does have a taste for full sun. Extremely accommodating to temperature fluctuations, you can really put your bay laurel in any part of your dwelling that receives adequate light as long as the temperature is above freezing and below 90 degrees. And really, if that's the temperature ambit of your dwelling, you already have more pressing concerns than your bay laurel's health. Some humidity is preferred, and it does like a consistent level wetness in the soil, so watch out for uneven watering that leaves your plant waterlogged or dried out. I don't think bay leaves add that much to stuff. Some people might ask if certain podcast producers add that much to stuff. No, I don't think they would. They might. 
Nah, they think they might, but they know how much fun I have to have around. Do they? They do. I was a hit at brunch. Don't act like you didn't eat a third of the muffins I brought and asked to hear all about the weapons deal Nana did at my quinceanera. You were extremely interested in knowing more about the exploding water balloons. Anyway, the bay laurel may be a pleasure to have around the home, but keep it away from your furry roommates, as the leaves of the bay laurel can cause vomiting, diarrhea, and even bowel obstruction. Thankfully, such is not the case for Beastman, as that would make Whiplash's famous sausage sourdough stuffing seasoned with bay laurel an enormous household problem. That stuff is so addictive. Bay laurel! Will it kill Beastman? No, but take care not to let your pets near it regardless. Ugh. Hordak is asking where the yoga studio is. It's through the indoor pool and to the left. This isn't complicated. I mean, this place does have like 50 rooms, and the layout isn't what I'd call intuitive. Hordak is absolutely doing this on purpose. This is all part of him rubbing it in my face. Rubbing it in your face that you have a cool house? Wow, what a jerk move. No, that I have the power of Grayskull now, and I'm temporarily locked into the less evil side of the alignment chart. He hasn't said anything about it. Oh, he won't. This is a long and subtle game. He knows and he is going to slowly irritate me until I crack and admit what is going on. By asking you where the yoga studio is. (sighs) I don't expect you to understand this level of evil. Each query is a single drop of water wearing away a mighty stone, creating microscopic cracks that will widen over time until it splits in half! You're right. I don't understand this at all. Do you want me to go show him where the yoga studio is? I was going to refill my fizzy lemonade anyway. No. If I send you, then I'll have lost a point. Look, I don't have time to explain the intricacies of this to you, but if you really want to know, I am keeping a spreadsheet. (sighs) I'm allergic to spreadsheets. I get hives. And lose the will to live. I'll go deal with Hordak myself. I'll be right back. You could just tell him. Sometimes the best way to win the game is not to play. Just tell him you have the power of Grayskull and show him all the cool stuff you could do. If he's a jerk about it, you can ask Poggy to turn his yoga mat into a swan or something. Riley, you can't just be honest about these things. It doesn't work that way. No, see, it does work that way if you just do it. What's he gonna do? Be a jerk about it? Yes, almost certainly. He is already being a jerk. He said your cinnamon was cashew bark, and Whiplash nearly punched him. At least if you were honest, then it would be done, and you wouldn't be playing whatever weird game you're playing. I'm sorry, I don't know who you think I am, or what you think the power of Grayskull has done to me, but I will be... darned if I stoop so high as to be honest. Yes, how dare I. Too right. I'll be back momentarily. Make sure Poggy doesn't chew on the cables. Can you refill my lemonade? I absolutely will not be doing Uh anything that would deprive you of the hydration you need. Fine, hand it over. I hope you know I'm going to put slightly not enough ice in it. You will know my wrath, Riley. Thank you, Skeletor. No, stop it. Stop being sincerely grateful. It's really nice of you, and it means a lot. Oh, I'm going. Just stop looking so... earnest. Thanks. I'll keep an eye on Poggy. Okay, now that he's gone... Garden Plots of Skeletor is brought to you by the newly formed Snake Mountain Podcast Network. 
The Snake Mountain Podcast Network is dedicated to bring you the finest in audio entertainment from a vast selection of podcast hosts who are willing to work for free and happen to live within yelling distance of this recording studio. Need something to half-listen to while you do the dishes or fold laundry? The Snake Mountain Podcast Network has got you covered. Whether you're interested in unique cooking tips, in-depth investigations into the legitimacy of dental hygiene, or gaining insight into your pet's thought processes, the Snake Mountain Podcast Network has a show that will fit whatever weird hobby you're currently obsessed with. The Snake Mountain Podcast Network is a non-profit organization. So far. So send us some money! And remember, if a podcast isn't from the Snake Mountain Podcast Network, it probably contains subliminal messages that will make you give yourself a terrible haircut and stub your toe. Seriously? I'm gonna have to talk to Webster about this ad copy. I don't think this is worth the half a granola bar I gave him to write it. Who was that you were talking to? Uh, Hordak? Yeah, Hordak. He, um, wanted to know where the spare towels are. I told him Beastman ate them. Ha! Wait, did Beastman eat the spare towels? Probably. Well, at least this time his unconventional approach to fiber will result in a slightly damp Hordak. At any rate, here is your lemonade. I trust you will find it incrementally too warm for your taste. Oh yeah, uh, thanks. I mean, uh, curse this tepid drink. <laughs> Skeletor triumphs again! Yep, you sure do. Wait, why are you making that face? And why are you standing like that? Do you have to go to the bathroom? No! Well, a little. I mean, all that talk about hydration and all, but that's not it. It's just... Riley, it's... I think it's happening again. What's... Oh, that. Do you need me to cue up the music? I think you'd better. Ho ho, listeners! We've had a good time today. Ho ho. Shut up! And we've learned a lot about gardening, pet care, and beets. But one thing that can't be... beat... (sighs) is observing proper bicycle safety techniques. A bicycle is a great way to get around the grounds of your fortress, and a fun way to keep in shape. But it's no toy. Operating any vehicle, whether it's a Bashasaurus, a Roton, or a classic Schwinn Cruiser, is a big responsibility. Your bicycle may not be engineered to help you defeat that accursed He-Man, but if you don't obey local traffic laws, you might find yourself defeated by a different law. The law of gravity. So, always wear a helmet, And remember to follow proper bicycle safety and maintenance protocols. That way, you can help make sure that your whimsical means of conveyance don't turn into a cycle of violence. Okay, you done? I... think so. Welp. I guess that wraps things up. Wait, don't we need to do a word from our sponsor? Oh, um, don't worry about that. I'll take care of that in post. Oh, a post. Good. Well, since I definitely know what that means, I'll just go see if Hordak would like some of this only slightly below room temperature lemonade. (laughs) Garden Pots with Skeletor is written by Marissa Bond, Megan Bob, and Nathaniel Hubbard, and edited by Dan Mulcairn. Our theme song is Daydream by Rafael Medina, and our logo was created by Kit Mulcairn. Skeletor is played by Dan Mulcairn. 
Riley is played by Kit Mulcairn. Merman is played by Nathaniel Hubbard. Hordak is played by Neil Butler. Additional music from filmmusic.io from Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe and all associated characters are property of their owners. You can reach us at GardenPlotsWithSkeletor at gmail.com, on Twitter at Garden underscore Plots, or through our website, GardenPlotsWithSkeletor.carrd.co. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app of choice. You can donate to Skeletor Schemes on Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash gardenplotswithskeletor. Thanks for listening. Hey, Riley, it's me, your cool Uncle Hordak. Look, I just wanted to, um, what's that word that's the opposite of chastise? It's like a bribe, only cheaper and less meaningful. I think it rhymes with plank, which, by the way, have I told you that I can hold a plank for over seven minutes? My core strength is unbelievable. Shank? No. Tank, that's it. Thank. Riley, I wanted to uh, thank you for not mentioning my situation. Oh, I know Skeletor probably told you about it. It's obvious he knows I'm only staying here because Horde Prime decided to allow me to pursue other employment opportunities after our little setback on Etheria. He keeps rubbing it in by being so, so nice and helpful. It's weird. It's like he's displaying his aggression towards me, but not in an active way, like he's being inactive aggressive or compliant aggressive. Something like that. It's actually kind of brilliant. I'm going to have to incorporate it into my management style. But if he thinks he could slowly irritate me until I admit the reason I'm here, he's got another think coming. And yes, I said think instead of thing, because that's actually the correct version of the idiom. A lot of people don't know that, but I do. I'm going to force him to acknowledge that he knows why I'm here by being compliant aggressive right back at him. Then I'll have the upper hand. I've already started. Earlier today, I sent him a text asking him, (laughs) get this, where the yoga studio is. (laughs) I still got it. I only wish I had some sort of dirt on him, but it's obvious that everything is going great for Skeletor. Oh well, as we say in the Horde, when life gives you lemons, pretend that the lemons are worthless and that you don't want them. Then, surreptitiously purchase all the lemons you can find at a discounted rate. Once you own all the lemons, you can charge whatever you want for them and people have no choice but to pay your exorbitant lemon prices, unless they want to die of scurvy. Good talk, Riley. Oh, and uh, I'm taking this bottle of hair conditioner. Sorry, someone there? I had my earbuds in. Hey, where did my conditioner go?